Hello, hello, everyone. It is Chris Calvert from Career Goals. And I just want to remind you that on this podcast, we talk to people in all types of jobs doing all kinds of things and find out what they do and how does that go and do they get paid? Do they love it? Is it amazing? All this kind of stuff. So today, you are in for a treat because we are talking to Ernest Priestley, who is, wait for it, Uber driver extraordinaire. So all of us have ridden in an Uber, and you are going to hear firsthand what that is like, and could it possibly be something for you. So let me start off on our fast track here, just telling you, giving you an idea about what Ernest says is really kind of the key benefit of driving for Uber. There's many aspects of this job that I think that the emotional side of it that I, I'm thankful for having to experience. You, you kind of like learn how to read people. That's the one thing I think this gig gives you is that instant the ability to be able to read people. There are different types of people that you can just read pretty quickly and, and kind of know what's going to happen. And you don't think you had that before coming in? No. God, no. And God, no, he says, because Ernest, just to give you a background, was an electrical engineer previously. So when he talked about, you know, in his previous work, it was being so disconnected from the output, being so disconnected from the product. And that is completely different when you are driving for Uber. Your product, your person is right behind you or, you know, maybe two seats back. I don't know what kind of car you have, but it's going to be just a very different experience. So that is so personal and this is something I learned. I didn't know. I thought Uber, they could just choose to take you or not take you or, oh, you're going to someplace I don't want to go. That's not how it works. So listen to him a little bit talking about the flexibility that you need even just out there on the road. The Uber driver doesn't know where they're doesn't. going. Doesn't. Doesn't. The Uber driver doesn't know where they're going until you get in the car and they start the trip. That's when Uber tells you. I mean, I've had all kinds of people in the car. You know, I've had five drag queens in the car. Fun. Oh, that was... <laughs> That was. They should not have paid you for that a ride. Cool ride. <laughs> totally. I mean, they were telling me about their performances and how they perform, what they do, uh, you know, what songs they sing. I mean, you get, you just don't know what you're going to get, and it's, it's that's the great part about it. It's an adventure every day. Right. So this is Ernest is thinking he's going to just drive for Uber, like so many of us have seen even the ads now. I'm going to drive for Uber as a backstop, you know, maybe a little bit of, of a backup plan and get some extra cash. So kind of listen to what happens for him as he is driving for Uber. You know, I just thought it was like, okay, get them from point A to point B. And that's it. And get myself some cash and get myself some cash. But it was much more than that. I mean, in many ways, I guess some read way I could say I'm kind of addicted to it. It's like I've had some of the most meaningful conversations in that car. This is probably the best part of this because you learn how to connect with people at different times. In many ways, I've, I can tell you that I've met people who one day you're, you're meeting somebody who's dressed in black who's going to bury their mother in Poland. Okay. And you're, you're having a conversation about your mothers and, you know, you're trying to help them. And, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, I always asked her, you know, hey, well, what kind of food did your mother cook? And she would tell me, and I would tell her about the kind of foods my mother would cook. Okay. And that conversation starts off and you feel kind of a healing with that person. You know, thanks so much for, you know, doing that for me. Uh, you'll go the next day, you'll have like five guys in the car all dressed in tuxes heading to a wedding. Wow. You know, and, and you're saying to them, wow, you know, marriage is, is great. It's work, you know, but this is when the work begins. And, you know, you're talking to their dad and he says, wow, I remember him when he was a little kid. 
Uh, next day, you know, you're, 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 you're talking to somebody, you know, who just, um, you know, who just, uh, um, you know, is going to a job interview. I was just going to say, getting you know, a job. Yeah, exactly. A job interview. And I, and I says, you know what, do you need a pep talk? And I says, I'll give you a pep talk. You know, when you walk in the room, the fish should stop swimming. That's how confident you are. <laughs> Look how cool that is. Because I think of Uber, I think, okay, I'm just, I need a job to kind of get me from, you know, between this thing, or I'm just going to set up because I'm, I'm really good at this. I would, uh, I would have been a taxi driver. So I'm just, I'm going to be an Uber driver because I, then I can kind of set my own schedule or do it my own way. But what he's telling us is, I think, really important to remember on this fast track is that Uber could be something if you're already good at this, talking to people, you know, being affable and all that. Fantastic. You'll do amazing. But if this is an area for growth, this is pretty low hanging fruit for you to use to get that career growth that you might need to fill in that gap of being able to present yourself, being able to talk to people, being able to understand where people are coming from, being able to read them. If, you, if you're not good at that, just jumping on Uber for you know six months could really fast track your communication skills and your ability to be with people. Think about that. If that's a deficiency you have, this is something that's available to you. And along with that, something that was really cool I thought that he talked about was the ability, because you're a contractor for Uber, you're not an employee. So, so you're not regulated in terms of what you can do in your Uber car specifically. And you might even get a job offer from a customer who you are driving for Uber like this. A Uber in many ways is sort of like a launching pad to connect with other people. And it's, uh, and if you're really good at it, you know, you can, you can get that next gig or that next um, client, you know, that you're looking for. There are a lot of Uber drivers and I'll, I'll go in a lot of times if I'll, if I'm, my car is broken down or something, you know, I'm sitting in the shop, I will ride Uber to go home. And I find a lot of Uber drivers, they'll have their business cards there for like whatever they else they're doing. Another business. Another business. Like so at one flower guy, arranging yeah, or um, auto detailing or whatever. One guy was uh, a real estate agent. Another one was um, a photographer. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, I'm getting that. So so he was actually, you know, getting clients that way. And I would ask him, hey, how many clients you get? He says, man, I probably get like two or three clients a month just from this just from this gig because I'm in front of these people and because you're considered a contractor not an employee through Uber they can't sanction essentially what right. you can and can't do in the car right so a lot of people they have these side gigs that they'll just you know give out their cards for and it works out pretty good I think it could work out really great. So how do you do this? So when we were talking with Ernest, I think you can just go online, uber.com, and kind of figure out a little bit how to do this. But he gives us a, a couple of the extra steps. So first, you're going to need to go online, uber.com, and sign up. And then you're going to go through a couple of these next steps. So listen to Ernest giving us an inside look at that. You sign up online, and they tell you where your uh, your your Uber Greenlight Center is. That's what they call them, Uber Greenlight Center Station. You go there. They, uh, you wait in line, they check out your car. So they do a quick little safety check of your car. They check your blinkers, left, right blinkers, rear blinkers, uh, your headlights, uh, high beams. Uh, they check, uh, your, uh, brake lights. Uh, they also check, um, you know, whether the seat belts all work in the car, oh. whether the seat belts work in the car. Good idea. Um, so all those things they check out your windshield wipers, all those things they do. It's a quick little safety check They basically screen your cars, you know, to basically screen your car to make sure it's safe. That's what you do initially. And then uh, they then tell you, okay, here's your Uber paraphernalia. You know, your, I'll show you that later. Cool. And, Sticker uh, and stickers, all that stuff. And then they'll say they'll call you. Well, they'll, someone will contact you in two days to see if you pass the uh, background check. No interview. 
But you, typically it screens out most of the riffraff people who have issues and problems so that at least, you know, the driver that you're getting, for the most part, you know, it's going to be someone that you can somewhat trust to take you from point A to point B. I thought that was really cool because listen, what we were talking about just a second ago is there's no interview for this. And then you get to go practice interviewing all day long, however you want to with talking to people. So it's it's phenomenal. And uh, like I said, if you're already this person, you might really just love this. I've met so many amazing people who are driving me around in, in Uber, just doing all kinds of really cool, amazing things. So what about those first those first couple rides? Is it stressful? What's it like? I think it would just be like unnerving in so many ways. Here's Ernest giving you an inside look at that. My first week was just traumatic. Oh, when you're first doing it, you know, I think you're that just first week or month. Would yeah, just be you know, because like... you're trying to figure out the app. You're trying to understand all the different types of rides people request. Typically, there are you know straight A to B. Then there's some that's multiple stop. Then there's some where people update the location where they're yeah, headed. Yeah, I'm one of those. You know, all these different things that you have to that you have to learn how to do that I just had never heard of. Right. You know? and, I think and that's people have to think about that because I didn't think about it. It's just like any job. There's yeah. going to be that learning curve. Yeah, there's a little learning curve, and um, you know, so that's the part that was kind of a little little difficult for me. But after that first two weeks, man, I, it was kind of getting the hang of it. Very cool. So, what does a day look like? How can you set up your day as an Uber driver? So, typically. I'll usually get up at around 6 a.m. and I'll set the app to say, I want trips that are going to go to LAX. I set that as my destination. So it tries to find me trips that take me there. Which I didn't know that. I thought when you were, I thought you just pushed the app and it basically would get you going. I thought, first of all, I thought you could say, I'm not going to go there. I don't want to do that trip, which you can't, I guess. And then I also didn't realize that there, in some ways, you can set for certain destinations if you want to go, in this case, to Los Angeles Airport, which is LAX. So how much do you get paid? How does it work in terms of how they compensate you and getting the money into your account? What's up with all that? XL, they changed it. They normally pay you like $1.20 a mile for Uber XL. They dropped that down to $1.15 a mile. Uber X... That at one time was 80 cents a mile. They dropped that down to 62, 65, and then so, you know, so I typically avoid those rides. So I set it for that, but they're typically uh, for that weight, it's longer because there's more Uber X's available for people. There's fewer Uber XL's. Right. So he said that weight might be longer. So how long might he wait at LAX, for instance? Right now, it runs an average of about 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's I, and, and that's for me because I set it for Uber XL, which is yes. there, there are two types, right? This Uber X, which is, you know, one to four passenger, small car. Uh, Uber XL, which I have a minivan, so that usually runs one to six people or, you know, one to four people with a lot of luggage. Mm-hmm. So that pays 70% more than the Uber X. Right. So you could use the Uber X car, which is, I think so many of us know, the Prius is often what we see, or the Uber XL, which will be your bigger SUVs that can take seven passengers. I think they at least have to take five, right? And then, or the minivan, which is key, because then he's saying you can take people to the airport and do these longer hauls and somehow make other money. I will also tell you that you can now rent the cars. So I think think the app is called Fair, and that's associated with Uber. But you can basically rent a car through an Uber company to then drive it for Uber. And I met a woman the other day who was doing exactly this. So she was paying about 200 bucks a month to be able to rent the car and then driving only that car for Uber. 
and uh, doing it that way. So there's a lot of ways to skin this cat. It's a really cool concept. I don't think you can lose in any of these ways. It's just a matter of where does this fit for you. So what about surges and how do they work? You know, sometimes you'll see that on your app where all of a sudden you thought you were paying, you know, 20 bucks for the trip. And it's like, hey, now you're going to pay 32. And you didn't really realize what happened. So here's Ernest. He'll give you a little bit of what that is. They yeah. usually will pay you from that time. It's usually 30 to 40% more here in Orange County. Okay. Uh, even more so in LA. So 30% to 40% more. So that's, if it's 65 cents a mile now, it's yeah. like 78 it's, cents but, or 80 but, cents a mile? Well, yeah, but then there's also this thing called the surge. So usually when people get out of the bars at around 2 o'clock, 2 to 3 o'clock, you know, there's so much demand that to stave off that demand, they hike up the price. So you could conceivably get a price that's three times more than what you normally make. Right. So that's what a lot of Uber drivers try to do. They try to guess the surges. I so see. Right. That's, that's what I would think. That's kind of like the skill. At the airports, it's actually pretty easy. Um, to understand. Oh, yeah. App, because I mean. there, there are several apps you can download that will tell you, like, how many people are moving through LAX, for example, in a given oh, hour. Oh, there's a whole side yeah, there gig is. thing with the yeah. apps. For, so, okay. for example... Um, Busy times, five to 6,000 people an hour. Could be a dollar and a half a mile. Wow. Could be two dollars a mile. And depending on how far you're going. Right. So, but that's I mean, twice as much. Oh, yeah. Twice as much. It can, yeah. It, I've seen it go as high as 4X. Uber makes a percentage. Uber takes 25% of whatever the ride is. 25%. 25%. So when we're talking about someone getting paid, you know, 65 cents a mile. Right. So they're not getting 65 cents. Oh, they're, they're getting 65 cents. And that, that's, the, after, that's after, after Uber, Uber takes After Uber theirs. takes. So that gives you an idea on how much you get paid, but how do you get paid and where does that money come? And, you know, do you get paid once a week, twice a week? Ernest gives us an idea here. The way it works is, is that uh, the app is actually tied to your bank account. Okay. So like Venmo. You, precisely. Okay. Exactly. So essentially you can cash out anytime you want. You can cash out up to five times a day. Oh, I love this. Like the so, casino. Precisely. So you can say, you know what? I take all my chips. I want to go home now. Right. So you can cash that out. And, and you can still continue to drive. Right. So it's basically, it's attached directly to your bank account. So it shows up like literally within a minute. If you don't cash out, then typically what happens is Uber will then pay you the Tuesday of the next week. So that's pretty convenient. And the only thing, just the caveat in there is that I did ask him, I'm like, that just doesn't make sense financially that you can just come in and out. There's a transaction fee each time. It's like, I don't know, 50 cents or a small percentage or something. So if you are going to start doing this and cashing out all the time, just know that you're paying a transaction fee. So they make it, you know, set up for you to get paid, you know, once a week or twice a month. Okay. And then what makes a good passenger? Because I think some many of us are passengers, but if you're going to be on either side of this, what does a good passenger look like? A good passenger is, is somebody, you know, who's friendly, polite. Um, Do they have know, to have a conversation? They don't have to, okay. you know, they can be fine, but I think someone that's just, you know, that's just, just, just being considerate and polite. I mean, there's a lot of people that get in the car. <clears throat> this one guy gets in the car. He has, uh, he's eating chicken in the car. He just comes in. That you didn't provide for him. Did not provide for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just checking. I should think that. <laughs> well, because you could have gone the, through KFC yeah, or something. Because with the way that the service that you're talking about providing. Chicken in the car. He did not ask. Do you mind chicken, if I eat this chicken? Didn't, didn't ask. Yeah. Or they'll have beverages in. And it's like, okay, you know, they'll, they'll come in the car with a, a beer bottle or something. That, what if you that, come in with your like coffee or tea? 
That's fine. That's okay. But, you know, an alcoholic beverage, you're not supposed to have open alcohol containers, you know. Um, but there are people who do. They're, and, they don't, and, they don't, and then what they don't do think is, about you. Oh, the other thing is people leave trash in the car. I hate that. That is unnerving for me. <laughs> okay. And you think that that is bad? It, it, again, the, there are so many people you're going to pick up for Uber. It's not to say that they're all going to be one way or the other way, but they're not all going to be awesome. Just to tell you, there might be some that are not so awesome. And here's just a little idea of maybe possibly something that you could end up dealing with. I've been very lucky, Chris, in that um, the people that have upchucked have done it outside the car. Thank God. Usually, you know, there's a problem whenever one person, two people get in the car and three of their friends are still in the bar. You just have to just learn how to handle situations. Always, you know, always be kind, always be considerate. And always with a smile, I can't even imagine. But if you get a chance to listen to this whole interview, there are so many vignettes in there that are just priceless. And I certainly don't have time to give you all the stories on the fast track because we're doing something different here. But take a listen. And if you have time in your car, you'll really be entertained. One of the information pieces that I'm going to give you, though, is a way that you can be scammed a little bit on your from your Uber driver. So as as they're sitting there charming you and having this lovely conversation, and then you end the trip, this is something that they can do to kind of get a couple extra bucks off of you. Some I've heard um, where they'll drop a passenger off if they know that passenger has you know, had a little bit to drink. What some of these drivers will do is they'll drop you off, but they'll keep the app going. They'll drive three miles, make some extra bucks, and then they'll end the trip. How do you know? Yeah, how do you know? You don't. I mean, so I've had this happen, and it was just awful, and you don't realize until after, and you're like, wow, like I paid you X amount, or that app, my app was over at this amount, or whatever it is. It's just not not cool, but you know, you got to be aware on both sides. And then I'm going to end with this little piece because I think getting from this fast track, you understand that you're going to get paid, you know, between 65 and 80 cents, 82 cents a mile, depending on how you're, it's going to be like, you know, I would kind of, I think ballparked it in like the 25 kind of 30 bucks an hour ish range, you're going to be paid as a contractor, which is cool, because on your taxes, then that's like schedule C. So you can write off your car, you can write off your car washes, you can write off a lot of things, because you're essentially a schedule C business. So that's kind of cool. There's just a lot of um, a lot of opportunities in here. And then obviously, the idea for career growth, if this is going to be what you continue to do, you can continue to grow personally in this work. And if this is something that you're coming in and out of, you can definitely grow while you're getting some extra cash and no barriers to enter, almost no barriers to entry. You have to be 21. You have to have driven for a couple of years if you're younger than you know a certain age, et cetera. All that's on the website. I don't need to give you every detail with that. But from Ernest to hear him talk about the change that he has come through is, I think, the most interesting aspect of this conversation and this career talk about working for Uber. So to highlight this, Ernest has spent time learning the couple words of pleasantries in so many languages, I can't even tell you. And he has done this because we live in Southern California, and there are people here from all over the world. So he'll have a little bit of Spanish, he'll have a little bit of French, he'll have a little bit of Japanese, he'll have a little bit of Korean, he'll have a little bit of Chinese. I mean, it's crazy when you think about it, and that he's taken the effort to do this on his own, and just kind of gives you a sense of who you can become 
you know, and you think, oh, I'm just going to go drive for Uber, I'll get some cash, just like he did. And look at who you become by putting yourself out there and committing to the change that you can and do something really cool for yourself. So here he is. And this is in his own voice, giving you his hellos and goodbyes. Japanese? Uh, Japanese. Oh, that's an easy one. That uh, depends. In the morning, um, in the morning, it's uh, Ohio Zaimos, which is good morning. Uh, good evening is uh, um, um, Kumbawa Zaimos. Oh, nice. Uh, let's I see. know you have Korean. Uh, Korean, yes. Onion, uh, onion That's another common one. Onion, onion kaseho for goodbye, and gumsahamida for thank you. So, again, this is Chris Calvert from Career Goals. You have been listening to Ernest Priestley, Uber driver extraordinaire, and we will see you next time. Adios. Let's-